0: The La Crosse School District since 2016 has been below state average on every proficiency testing uh, application. So when you look at grades 11 and the ACT proficiencies and the Aspire proficiencies and the Forward proficiency in
1: English and Mathematics,
2: I'm Jen O'Brien.
1: And I'm Bill Feen.
2: And this is another episode of Fact Check. We have a return guest today. He's a great guy, retired assistant police chief, and currently serving on the Lacrosse School Board. Rob Abraham, thanks for joining us today.
0: Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate you taking the time out to talk with me.
2: When you joined us last, we discussed the plans to eliminate SROs in the school district here, dropping them from five to three. What's the situation now?
0: Well, well. first off, I just want to you know mention that uh, my comments today are, are only my comments. They're, they're not representative of the school board or of the school district. Um, with that, as an elected official, I'm more than happy to discuss what's going on in our schools, uh, both as a parent and as an elected official. So Uh, As of right now, the the school resource officers um, are down to three uh, from five. Um, So they opened up this school year uh, with two less uh, school resource officers. And from what I'm hearing and also from what I'm seeing um, regarding calls for service to the schools, uh, those three SROs have been extremely busy.
1: Can you give us an example of the type of situation that they'd be called to intervene in?
0: Sure. Well, you know, just this year, um, I had um, uh, placed an open records request uh, to the Lacrosse Police Department requesting uh, information on how busy the school resource officers are. And I was just actually parsing through the data today and looking, you know, and it's just a steady stream of trouble with juveniles, uh, fights, uh, there's some assaults in there, thefts. Um, so these school resource officers are are very busy. Um, there is no lack of calls that are going on uh, at our schools, and and I, I think it shows that there there still is this need. And I and I hope certainly that, uh, well, I, I personally hope that we could uh, uh, revisit um, eliminating the SRO program altogether. Certainly, like other uh, school districts uh, around the state and country, are are facing. Um, when they certainly uh, made kind of a knee-jerk reaction to, to yank SROs out of the schools and, and basically blame them as, as the root of all evil for, for any um, adverse child experience in the school. And, and certainly, um, you know, there is a need uh, for, for SROs. There is a need for social workers. There is a need, uh, you know, for, the, for proper uh, discipline through the school. And, and, but most importantly, you know, working with parents. Because uh, that's really where it all starts.
1: Recently, you brought forward a resolution before the school board, and you couldn't get a second so that it could even be discussed. And and the topic of that resolution was based on the Wisconsin School Board Association ending its affiliation with the National School Board Association over the FBI uh, labeling parents who were coming to school bis- uh, district meetings domestic terrorists. So can you tell us a little bit about why you bought, brought that resolution and, and what it was intended to do?
0: Yeah. Uh, yes, I did. I brought that resolution forward. Um, it was actually just this last Monday. And, uh, you know... It, as part of the Wisconsin Association of School Boards, they voted on November 5th to withdraw their participation from the National Association. And one of the statements that Wisconsin um, Association stated was that the NSBA needless, needlessly caused controversy this fall, which negatively impacted relationships among school boards, parents, and community members. And because of, of that and because of the fact that the Wisconsin association of school boards felt that the nsba um, is not providing or promoting the advancement of public education they said that they're going to take a step back so as a a member of that of the lacrosse school district is a member lacrosse school board is a member of of the wisconsin association i put forth a resolution supporting um the wisconsin association's statement and action and also um, I asked in my resolution that the Lacrosse School District also not support the National School Board Association, and um, I would I would say, um, not surprisingly, I didn't have any other support from um, the fellow uh, school board members. Not a single one of them would even second that motion to allow for meaningful debate, which is what we're supposed to be doing in the Democrat society where we discuss the issues. It certainly is an issue that 26 states all backed away from the National School Board Association. Many other local districts backed away from that. Uh, even the National School Board Association themselves backed away from their own statement and withdrew it. Um, but but um, to have no other school board members think that it's important to, to let parents know that we believe in what they have to say we, we value their input, um, and, and we don't uh, want to promote or advance uh, organizations that, that don't support or are or not promoting and advancing public education as long. And I certainly, you know, I spoke up at that meeting, and I asked um, those board members and, and, and told them that I was embarrassed by the actions that they took that night, and that I hope that the voters are all paying attention because this April, they'll have an opportunity um, to tell them what they think.
2: Was there any discussion or reflection about the fact that Minneapolis voters rejected the measure to replace the city's police department and maybe draw something from that conversation and apply it to the SRO situation in Lacrosse? I mean, voters clearly don't want to eliminate law enforcement. We feel that there is a need for that presence. Not only in our cities, but in school districts. Anyone have anything to say about that?
0: Well, no, because it couldn't. It couldn't be brought up. Uh, you know, once once the um, the, the agenda item uh, was motioned, I made a motion to to approve it, and no one would second it. So, therefore, uh, there was no discussion that was allowed. But you bring up a great point. Um, I call it a knee jerk reaction, and actually. Uh, the former chief of Madison called it an, a knee-jerk reaction in a recent article about pulling their SROs. And really, um, when you look at um, defunding police, and that's that's what this was—defunding uh, school resource officers—and um, and now you look around the country and seeing what's happening with with the people and in in the, in the cities that defunded law enforcement, defunded police, how crime skyrocketed, and now. Uh, you're seeing that cities, even cities like Portland, reinstituting their funding for law enforcement because they realize that the slogan of defunding police uh, without any real um, thought put behind it really isn't working out for anybody, except the criminal.
1: Recently, we learned that students in Wisconsin are failing to achieve... A satisfactory progress in, in their academic pursuits. And that news was reported here in La Crosse. It was reported by some outlets that the La Crosse School District tested above state averages. Other outlets reported that they had tested below state averages. What can you tell us about the academic progress of students in the La Crosse School District?
0: Yeah, well, well, I would refer uh, any citizen to look at uh, a website called Dash. WISE- it's W-I-S-E-D-A-S-H dot D-P-I dot W-I dot gov. And that's where, uh, that's the Wisconsin Public Education Portal, and that's where they uh, collate test scores for every district uh, across the state. So it will show you the state average, and if you want to look at uh, the La Crosse School District and how we fare amongst the state, uh, it'll show you that data. And, and the data is clear. The La Crosse School District, since 2016, uh, this 2016-2017 school year, has been below state average on every proficiency testing uh, application. So when you look at grades 11 and the ACT proficiencies and the Aspire proficiencies and the Forward proficiency in English and Mathematics, Every single one of those categories since 2016, we have been below state average. Uh, and then when you look at our neighboring uh, school districts on Alaska, West Salem, Holman, they're all above uh, the state average. So, you know, as a as a school board, uh, they, we have um, policy in place where we expect um, the district and the district administration to have our students at or above the state average. And certainly the state average isn't anything really to write home about. In almost every every case, um, the proficiency rating is below 50% at the state average. Um, so, and in some cases, you know, in the 30% range. So uh, the bar really isn't that high. I know that there's a lot of challenges within the La Crosse School District um, with, with uh, poverty levels and things of that nature. But certainly um, just because um, someone doesn't have a lot of money doesn't mean that you know they can't be proficient in reading and writing and mathematics. I guess you know uh, when we when we look at the performance of the board, I think it's the board's responsibility uh, in the end, ultimately, to to ensure that our children are receiving high quality education. And and when we are consistently below um, state average, uh, I think something needs to change.
1: Well, we certainly can see that there's a need for change, and it seems whether it's local, state, or federal government, uh, people are not happy with how things are going right now. And on that note, I see that you filed papers to run to be a La Crosse County supervisor. Can you tell us what's the motivation between running for a position in county government?
0: Yes, you, you are correct. I decided to, to run for county board I never um, envisioned myself 10 years ago um, taking on these challenges, but quite frankly, the frustration with um, the local units of government has, has really kind of almost forced me to take a different look and want to get out there and serve. You know, I served um, the lacrosse community for, for 31 years, and I, I still have this desire to, to serve the community, to help them. Um, to be that person that they can turn to, um, and and quite frankly, um, I, I find that enjoyable, and, and I would like to, to continue on doing that. I am uh, now, even though I live in the town of Campbell, and I've always been in District 14, um, through the new um, mapping uh, of districts, I got pulled uh, along with Uh, several other houses along the water and moved up into the town of Onalaska, Bryce Prairie, uh, District 21. So I'm going to be making a lot of new friends up in 21. Uh, I'm going to uh, let them know that I'm here. I'm here for them. And I I would certainly hope um, that I could win their support in a vote.
2: Sounds great. Well, we wish you the best of luck. Thanks for making time for us today and catching us up on what's been going on.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
2: Former Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham, now on the La Crosse School Board and running for county supervisor. I wonder who had something to do with that. I'm Jen O'Brien.
1: And I'm Bill Fian.
2: And this was another episode of Fact Check. You can join the conversation on our Facebook group, Fact Check Wisdom with Bill Fian, and subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts.